Welcome to the Group Home Riches Podcast. If you have the desire to be your own boss, create your own schedule, and become financially free while at the same time helping people in need, then you've come to the right place. At GroupHomeRiches.com, we teach people exactly like yourself how to get started in the group home business. And on this podcast, you're going to hear their stories firsthand. I wanted to have you on, obviously, because you're pretty active in the Facebook group. And you see, you know, what do you think is the most common problem amongst all of the members like yourself when they're first starting out? Um, I would say finding a property. Most people don't have a property. So that's one of the biggest questions I see in the Facebook group. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest problems I see. I would agree. So how long have you been? uh, I know you're a Gold Course member. How long have you been following us for? Um, I would say for maybe about almost a year now, maybe. And I brought the go course maybe about, I want to say almost like six months ago. Maybe. Okay. And you, you were searching, you know, how to start a group home because obviously, well, why don't you tell us a little bit more, more about your background and then I'm going to get into what I was going to talk about. Well, um, I've been wanting to get into, um, like, transitional homes. Um, I work full-time in the banking industry. And then also um, I have a little bit of real estate experience from wholesaling houses. Oh, cool. Uh, So I have a little bit of experience in real estate from that. Um, I've been doing that for a year. But my ultimate goal, even before learning about wholesaling real estate, was to do the um, group homes or transitional living homes. So I was going to use the capital for that to buy a property um, for a group home. You were going to use the capital with the, from the wholesaling? Yes. Then you realized you have to put the majority of that back into marketing to find a yes. deal though. <laughs> yes, and, I, and I hate it. <laughs> you have two other fellow uh, wholesalers here on the phone with you. Andy oh, just, okay. <laughs> Andy has found, uh, you know, little, little higher level uh, strategies to use. Yeah, Holes- I'm not a, that was probably back in about 2006, 2007, the last time the market got a little bit on the frothy side. Yeah. At this point, I think it's a, it's a cool tool to have in your tool belt, but you can't yeah. build, you can't build a house with just a hammer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um. So the, the, back to the original problem, you know, you were looking to start up uh, tra- transitional housing. Obviously, you, you, just to even think about that, you probably have just have the desire to help out your community and things like that, right? Yes, yes. But you also want to get, you know, you want to you bring in some, some more money for that. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, you, don't, you, you don't have a lot of money to begin with, <laughs> which uh, it yeah, just... Yeah. It's like the the cycle, right? Like you want you want to start making more money, but then you find out, well, you need to you need to buy a house, and then to get a house, you need to have a ton of money, right? Yes. Wrong. <laughs> which is which is why we which is why we wanted to have you on on the podcast today. So you posted in there that you found a landlord to partner with. Yes. So this is the strategy that we recommend to. 
I would, it, it's the large, large majority of the folks that are listening out there that, that are on our mailing list, that are gold course members, you know, you, you don't have the property, you don't have the funds to find the property unless you think that something's going to change. An awesome strategy that we recommend is just kind of reaching out to landlords and, and negotiating with them. You know, there's a ton of different, like we said, there's a ton of different tools that you can have in your tool belt. There's some higher level stuff we talk about, but really the easiest one that we think is to just, just partner with them. So coming from somebody that is a landlord themselves, Andy, you know, what would you say are the advantages of group homes compared to rental properties? Number one, the reason why everybody wants to become a property owner is because they want the elusive passive income, of which there's no such thing. Don't, don't, tell the, uh, don't tell the newbies that, otherwise there won't be any other people to get into the business. Um, but there's no such thing as passive income. You, you can have leveraged income, but what everybody really wants, whether they're buying a family property, multifamily property, or a strip center, is they want the money to come in every month and they don't want to have to listen. And they don't want to have the tenant call them up and tell them why they're not making the payment. So that all being said, the reason why the group home business is so remarkable is because you can have somebody like Tiana come to somebody like me and say, hey, Andy, I've got this business where I can take a single family home like what you have, and I can generate $6,000 a month out of it. And the minute you say that, you will get every last landlord's attention. So I'll keep it at that. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to pique their interest just by that, just by that top line number. Then from there, you know, that's when the negotiations start. So, Tiana, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of how you, you found your landlord to, to work with you? Um, so I just made a, well, I think someone posted in a group, like a sample copy of something they were posting on Craigslist, um, basically stating, um, they're looking for a property, um, to run a group home out of, they're willing to partner or lease the property out. Um, so I just kind of copied that sample of what they were posting in Craigslist, um, I initially posted it in Craig's on Craigslist in like the um, rental areas. Um, also, I think maybe like the we can rent out like a room. Um, I posted it in that area, um, and I had a few people reach out and wanted to know uh, more details. Um, there was one particular lady, um, she actually reached out. I gave her more details um, regarding um, like partnering and what the advantages would be as far as like if I wanted to take over like the maintenance and things like that. And she actually called me maybe about a couple of days later after emailing her back and she stated she had a property and I think it was like maybe a two bedroom or three-bedroom maybe, and she stated that it may have been too small to run a group home out of because you're putting two bedroom, I mean, two um, beds in a room. So she offered to give my information to her son and daughter. 
Um, her son actually ended up calling me maybe like a week later, and he stated um, he had a four-bedroom property that he's currently rehabbing. The rehab should be done sometime in the middle of May, end of May. And he was actually interested in doing the group home. Um, so I just went by, viewed the property, and we talked. And we've been talking like every week since then. And right now I'm just waiting for him to complete the uh, rehab of the property. Beautiful. Perfect win-win. <laughs> so he he was going to do it as an Airbnb or something was, was the original yeah. plan, right? Yes, he was going to do it as an Airbnb, but due to the virus, he changed his mind about that. He seen that with the virus and Airbnb was not doing so well right now. So he had to come up with another plan. So I was his plan. <laughs> so yeah, with that, and he has done something similar. He did the student housing where they were like paying a thousand a month for a room or something like that. So he has some experience with this kind of running like multiple people in the home. <laughs> That's it's it's oh, it's very similar to uh, one of one of the last podcasts we did with another new member, Adam. Same thing. Uh, was talking he had he had a you know a rental property owner it's but it, it was vacant you know nobody's renting houses or going outside or even paying their rent now so this is the best time to to start reaching out to landlords like this and you've probably noticed in the group right there's a lot more people talking about like finding properties or getting leads for things like this. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of smart investors out there have thought of this. It's a pretty simple idea, you know, rather than charge like a thousand bucks per month, you know, just to use um, round numbers. Why don't I rent out the bedrooms individually and then I'll bring in, you know, say 1500 or 2000. So, uh, both your your uh, partner and Adam's partner, both same thing. They both tried the the college housing, but with that, you're gonna run and in, run into more issues that the group home model will alleviate. And do you want to break down some of, some of those like the advantages of say the group home model compared to college housing? One of the sectors that is getting hit the hardest right now is college housing. So whether you're talking about American campus communities, really any of these guys out there, there's a lot of colleges right now that are closed. And people don't know if they're even going to open back up come fall. In addition to not knowing whether they're going to open up come fall, even if they do open up, a lot of those classes are going to be virtual. So the college students aren't actually making the rent payments. The parents are. So these parents are now second guessing whether or not they even want to send their kids to college. I mean, it's $40,000 a year bare minimum. The kids get out, they can't even make $40,000 a year. Versus if you get some online education, whether you're talking about from Brandon and myself at the Gold Course or Robert Kiyosaki or whomever it might be, I mean, you could have two group homes making you 40 grand a year. (laughs) These parents are going, I don't really know if I want to, number one, send my kid to college. Number two, sign on for expensive student housing. So that in turn has caused a huge default in the student 
housing loans out there, a lot of the collateralized debt obligations and whatnot. It's just, it's just not a good place to be versus the group home business, especially if you do it the way that we teach, the tenants are not students whose parents are paying the bills. The tenants are people that need housing that all get checks from the federal government. They all get SSI, SSI, VA loan, and things along those lines. When that money dries up, it's broken anyways. It's an apocalyptic type scenario. So it really almost doesn't even matter whether or not that day ever comes because when or if it does come, everybody needs a bunker at that point. But the reason the gold course methodology is so like just amazing is because every single last one of your tenants is getting a check every single month from the federal government, especially right now. But the students that are living in student housing, their parents are paying their bills. And number one, the parents don't know if they're even going to be getting a check from their employer. And number two, they don't know if they want to send their kids to school. So hopefully uh, that makes sense. That's my explanation of why, uh, you know, why we do group homes versus student housing. Yeah. And even, even if we weren't going through flumageddon, what I, what I think, you know, I, when I, I was in college and I did live in like a, a house like that, one of the huge advantages of the group homes compared to, you know, college housing or even your traditional rental model is you have way more control of the property rather than give, uh, you know, give your home up to like, 10 college kids and wait to see what they're going to do in that property for a whole semester. <laughs> you have your house supervisor there every day. You know, some of our members even have uh, security cameras. So you have much more control of the property um, and you're just going to keep the home in much better shape than a bunch of, uh, you know, I just picture me and my friends in college and I would not want to be a landlord like that. So, <laughs> and that, that was, that was the issue that the Adams, you know, homeowner that he partnered with have, you know, he was just sick, sick of dealing with people like that. So the idea behind it is, um, you know, all of these landlords are going to have issues like that. Even like best case scenario, like Tiana, you, you were in real estate, you probably might've sold some homes to, to landlords. They're like a good deal for them is making like two or 300 bucks per month. Yes. And you're going to have all these stresses that come, come with it. Someone like yourself is going to, that, that handles all the management and can maybe pay a little bit more or, or partner to, so they could get some of the revenue. It's uh you know, no, no landlord is going to turn the opportunity down unless like you can't really show them that, that, that you're going to fall through with, with your plans and what, what you're saying. So, you know, it, and like we said, it's the best time now because landlords are, they're not getting paid. They're having basically squatters. It's, it's a nightmare out there for them. So that's why your guy was probably, you know, did it even take a lot of, a lot of selling? What, what, what was the conversation like? Um, it didn't at all. I just let him know um, that I had already been reaching out to agencies, um, just waiting for them to respond back to me um, to build up like a tenant. And I didn't have to do much persuasion or anything. 
he was ready to go and he was definitely interested. <laughs> I would say that's that's like best case scenario. So and that what that's what part of the country are you in? Um, I'm in Indy, Indianapolis. Oh, cool. Okay, good. So, um, what like uh, is it? Is it going to be a, a partnership agreement? Are you what? What type of what um, type of agreement are you guys doing? We're doing a partnership agreement. Um, I'm just waiting for him to send over the agreement to me. But we are doing. I think it was fifty fifty partnership agreement. And then, as far as like furniture, he already had some because he was already turning it into an Airbnb. We just have to see what we have to do as far as like setting it up uh, with the furniture and everything um, more than likely we'll go like half and half with that beautiful so you guys are just just splitting everything after expenses yes i think that's a fair deal and honestly that that's what i would do i know some people will just uh they'll they'll take on the lease and pay a little bit more with like getting in with no money down like we've seen things like that we've seen rent to own but i think that's fair i mean he's given you he's given you a property basically to run your business so well, i think he did have one um he wanted to do like a six-month trial just uh-huh. to see how it goes but i have faith so I'm I mean that's <laughs> that's fair too. I mean he doesn't <laughs> he's he doesn't want to just uh, let you have the property and give you six months to get some revenue coming in. Ideally, it sh- it should be kind of like right right from the jump. That's mm-hmm. where you want to be, especially now that that you guys are are rehabbing the property. Yes. Um. So this is like the it's it's like perfect timing. I just got a couple other other questions for you, and then uh, me and Andy will spend a little bit of time with you, just kind of going over like marketing strategies that you can do, and, and answering any questions that you have. So, how many like how many people did you reach out to? How long did it take for you to find this this partner? I I want to say I reached out to like maybe ten people on facebook like through facebook marketplace uh-huh. um, i kind of filter out like properties that were posted for rentals and then properties that had been posted by actual people and not companies um so i just sent that same message to them um i had two people who were like interested from like Facebook marketplace. Um, one of them told me to reach out to the property manager, but the property manager didn't want to agree to it. So he was out of the picture. There was one other person who told me to contact him after the virus was over. And then um, from Craigslist, I think I had maybe about three or four contact me. And then the one lady was the only one to call me after I sent more details. So I had a few people who were interested. It just didn't go all the way through. So just to recap, it took you it took you ten messages, mm-hmm. one Craigslist ad. Mm-hmm. You got about six or seven leads and one one partnership from it. Yes, that's a pretty good return. Compare that to to wholesaling. You'd have been on the phone for a month and a half trying to flip your first deal, especially now. Yeah. Nobody has any money. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been? Uh, have you been? Uh, 
really we we recommend almost marketing to find the the organizations and things first just so you're in a better negotiation position you didn't really need to do it with this guy but have you have you started marketing do you have some leads coming in do you have some solid referral sources so when the home is like ready to go you can get people in there i have started marketing um to different agencies i'm just waiting for people to call me back i've sent out like maybe i want to say a good 70 emails to different agencies i've had like maybe about almost five reach back out um stating to once we get like pictures and everything of the properties um to send that information over and then also i had one guy i don't know how i found him but he actually does the same thing in my city so he was actually able to give me a few leads to call and contact um so that was good also with the marketing um, nice yeah. So you are getting some solid referral sources already, even during the lockdown. So we've, yeah. I think that's probably a little lower return than normal. I think the a lot of these organizations, just the feedback that that we've gotten from from our members, a lot of them might be deemed non-essential mm-hmm. out there and and not really getting as many callbacks and things as normal. Yes, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's just with the virus and everything. I know one lady, she called yesterday. Um, I think I sent the email to her last week, and she called yesterday um, stating to just send over an email with, um, like, property information. And she stated that she was working from home, which is why it took so long to get back with me. Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of taking advantage of being at home and catching up on Netflix and things like that across <laughs> all, <laughs> every, every sector. Um, comment real quick, uh, just from a marketing standpoint, especially right now, if you can get out there and you can market, and you're going to have to probably market two or three times as hard as you normally would, going to bring in point. But if you do that and you do it consistently over the course of the next two, three, four, five, six months, depending on how long this virus goes for, when we come out of this thing, your phone is going to be ringing off the hook. We, because we've been doing this for so long, we're getting more phone calls right now than we ever have like in the history of our company because so many people are using drugs, using alcohol, wigging out. They can't be in a home locked up 24 hours a day and they're winding up in the psych wards and they stay in the psych ward for two, three, four, five days, maybe a couple of weeks. And when they get out, they all need a place to go. And our phones are exploding right now as a result. So if you are new in this industry, like you are, I strongly encourage you to get out there and really market. Make sure you've got your website, get your fax machine, get your emails going pick up the phone, start making those cold calls. You may not get the sort of results that you think you should be getting. But as Brandon pointed out, it's because people are at home right now not working. But if you do it consistently, when this thing opens up, you're going to be the first person on their mind. And you're going to be the first person that they call. And your homes are going to be filled up in a heartbeat. Okay. Yeah, so we're we're in a little bit uh, different position than than the majority of our members. So, if you listen to the very first interview of the podcast, we speak with Andy, 
kind of on his beginning stages and he was doing the same things that you're doing now except he was he had fax machines he didn't have a email marketing system like we can teach you guys right like you can send out an email to 300 people at once with a click of a button and he was hitting the payment making phone calls sending individual faxes <laughs> but he you know he he grew it to this point and also the website is huge so you heard him mention that andy you're you've got to have a website you're get you're getting a lot of inbound leads right because people are uh you know, well, like it's nonstop because they go onto the internet, they go onto Google. People don't pick up a phone book anymore. I mean, who the hell is using a phone book? People use the internet. So they go onto the internet and it could be a mom looking for housing for her son. She could just type in like bipolar housing, schizophrenic housing, depression related housing, anxiety related housing, whatever it is. And we pop up. We're at the top of the list. We pop up. Boom. We're getting phone calls, but we're getting phone calls from people literally throughout the entire United States. We're here in Texas and we're getting phone calls from people in California, from people in New York, Florida, all over the place. Which that just, that goes to show you, and I've seen that on my coaching calls when I go to look, hey, let's see like what your competition is in the area. And there's no group, group homes doing that. We pop up sometimes. If I look up group homes in an area, grouphomeriches.com pops up. <laughs> Oh yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the the website's huge, Andy. You're would you say you're getting an uptick in like kind of leads from uh, like family members and things like that? We're getting family members. We're getting a lot of. Quite frankly, we're getting a lot from the treatment centers right now. I mean, the treatment centers are a goldmine. And they're, they're essential now, right? I mean, they, hopefully. (laughs) It's really sad when uh, churches are not essential yet the local, oh, now it's legal drug dealer down the street. Sorry, the CBD shop or the cannabis shop is, (laughs) yeah, that's okay. The governor says that's okay. And the alcohol stores are okay, but the church is not okay. So, you know, things are what they are, but where I'm going with this is that, all of the marijuana shops are open, and obviously it depends on which state you're in, um, because here in Texas, there's no uh, legal weed shops, but all the liquor stores are open. All the marijuana dispensaries in California and elsewhere are open. And so what are people doing? They're abusing drugs. They're abusing alcohol because this is their way of coping. So the next thing you need, they spin out, they go over to the hospital, and when they get out or, you know, they go over to the treatment center. When they get out of the treatment center, they got to have a place to go. So they need a sober home. They need a group home. They need a transitional home. And if they don't know you directly, they're going to go onto the internet. They're going to type it in, transitional home in Dayton, Ohio, or Indianapolis or wherever. And you better have a website. If you don't have a website, I mean, you, you may as well be in, in you know, in Egypt in freaking 1700. I mean, you've got to have a website. Even if it's not SEO'd and you're not like at the top of the Google ranking, you know, just, just think what, what's, what's the first thing those people that are on the other end of your email are going to do. Got to have that website. Plus it makes you look professional. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. And, and we don't even have a very, quite frankly, I mean, our website isn't even that great, but you know, probably a lot of you out there have heard the recorded call with you know some of these people at the VA when they call us up. Oh my God, Andy, we saw your website. It looks so nice. I'm sitting there laughing, but 
they're <laughs> going to the website, they're sending us literally tens of thousands of dollars per month on a per property basis just because of one little website. So I, I think the the fact that it's not flashy like helps in the <laughs> in the beginning i was thinking like man we we really need like a new website design or something like that but it does really well i think it's because it's simple it's to the point it's almost it's like family friendly you know it's like inviting but that's a combo for another another day so andy you're getting a lot of inbound leads but it just so happens there's a new so as I mentioned, Tiana, we're in a little different, you know, situation than you are. You're looking to grow your business. Ours that we're talking about is, you know, it's grown and stabilized for the most part. But during this time, Andy, you actually had a new property that you needed to fill and then coronavirus hit, right? It did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still rocking and rolling though. So <laughs> Uh, your new, uh, the new manager of that house, he's doing some, you know, he's, he's not just sitting around waiting for leads to come in. He's, he's, he's out there being active, right? He's out there, you know, pounding the pavement. He's talking to people at the Salvation Army. He's talking to people at all the treatment centers, all the hospitals. I mean, it's, this is such an easy business. I mean, a ham sandwich can run this business. And that's one of the reasons why I like it. I mean, you have a house, you put beds in it. You fill up the beds and you rent them out and you make your mortgage payment, your utilities payments, and whatever is left, the difference is your profit. And your profit margins, you know, typically depending on where you are, are going to be 35 to probably 60%. They're enormous. You're not going to find another business with these sort of margins. They don't exist. Yeah. And you can check out our uh, profit and loss statements in the gold course where you're, you are literally 10 xing your cash flow compared to like a traditional rental property. Mm -hmm. So Tiana, your partner's going to love it if you, if you, if you stay rocking and rolling on the, on the next steps. So, you know, even if you don't get people signed up right now during the downtime or, or while the, while the property's rehabbed, you have, it sounds like you have five solid referral sources already, you know, for one property, it might just take one organization like that. Okay. Like a lot of these organizations, it's not like they're not working with just one client, you know, they're working with many clients and they don't have enough landlords, property owners like yourself that are going to work with them. So once you get that first property up, then, you know, you just the, the marketing is key. You know, you want to, you, you have five now, you wanted to be the, to the point where Andy's at, where it's literally, you know, honestly, Andy, you guys can't even follow up with all the leads you get, right? You know, look, we try to, and if we were running our business super efficiently, yeah, we'd be getting back to everybody. But quite frankly, we don't. I mean, the phone, the phone's ringing off the hook and you get to a point, and you guys probably heard me mention this the other day on our podcast, but you get to a point where, whether it's in a business, you have so much money coming in that, quite frankly, I mean, you don't look at those little 50 or $100 expenses. You need to, but you just don't because you get busy. And the same thing comes goes for leads. I mean, if your house is full or your houses are full, they're at 95 or 100% occupancy, yeah, it's great to build up a wait list, but I mean – if you don't answer the phone, you don't answer the phone. I mean, again, you don't, I'm never advocating that you run a sloppy business, but 
things do happen. So there, there, are, there will be leads that slip through the cracks. Yeah. I mean, if you're at 100%, you're not looking to get another, like, five homes, you know, it's what's the point of calling back those 20 people that called that day? <laughs> it's uh, But, T- Tiana, to, to my point, I just wanted to give you a little bit of, like, a, a dose of reality. You want to get uh-huh. to that. You want to get to that point. And in yeah. and, and all, in reality, you could get it from just those five referral sources, but don't rely on those, you know. Um, I, I would start hitting, uh, like, the places that Andy mentioned, the places that are open and essential. Um, and, you know, they might be looking for beds, like, right now. <laughs> but okay. uh, you might as well start start to try to make those contacts so when the property is rehabbed, you can come back to that partner in like, th- listen to the, like the other podcasts. It's, it's very common for it to be a couple weeks, like mm-hmm. homes up, it's ready. Follow up with, with those organizations or the people that are on your waiting list. And it takes about two or three weeks in, in, in a lot of the cases. Okay. So met what's that combo going to be like, Hey, I know you gave me a six month trial run. It's been uh, three weeks, but and we're full. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. so that's where you want to be. So let's wrap up the podcast portion now. I really just wanted to cover like kind of the the partnership aspect of things and and marketing since that's the next step. Do you have any any parting words for for the people listening out there, Tiana? Is there anywhere? Do you have a website or anything you want to plug or anything where they they can reach out to you? No, I'm just, well, my Facebook is Tiana LaShawn on Facebook. I just say buy the course and take action. I know I bought the course um, and I, I didn't take action for a little while. But once you start taking action and being consistent with it, it will work. Beautiful. Andy, any, anything you want to say to everyone listening out there? Mm. You know what? Um, I, would, I would probably just echo her comments. I mean, you got to take action. Um, you can't just get out there and buy the course and think <laughs> think that, you know, two, three, four grand a month is going to start rolling in off a of property. I mean, you're going to have to get out there. You're going to have to go over to Salvation Army, furnish the property. You can furnish these properties for next to nothing, but you're going to have to put energy and effort into it. It's a business. It's that simple. It's a business. It is. And I wanted to do this to show what other business can you get in and start with zero money down? None. I mean, I'm telling you, this business yeah. has the highest return for the lowest cost of capital. Without Tia- Tiana, and I, I feel you on this one, uh, you could get into wholesaling and you don't, need, you don't need any money to close on the property. Can you find leads with zero money? Um, no, you may get lucky. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. So that that's really what we I, I wanted to hammer home, uh, just because it is the number one. I would say it's the number one problem that everyone listening out there has. You know, how do you start with with no money? Even if you do have like a thousand bucks extra or two thousand, you might be able to get a lease, but then you're going to be stressed out for like the next month. You know, you. Tiana has six months to, to work this out. It's, it's beautiful. And um, we didn't really touch on it. We mentioned it, that you could cash flow a lot more. But for those who are maybe first listening out there, Andy, you have that new property. 
when that's full, how much do you think it's going to be? It's going to I mean, be bringing in. The manager said it's going to be bringing in like nine thousand a month. I mean, it's it's a big, um, you know, it's it's a monster cash flow. I mean, no, when I say cash flow, it's not going to cash flow nine thousand a month. It's going to grow to nine thousand a month. But you know, on that, our expenses will probably be thirty five hundred bucks, four thousand dollars, because it's in. And this is what we teach in the goal course. It's in a moderate, kind of a moderate income neighborhood. So I can keep the rents artificially low and the, the things are going to be a cash cow. It's going to be an absolute cash monster. That one house is going to make more money than the average person makes at a full-time job working 50 hours a week. And you could do it with zero money down. And once that stabilized, how much, how much hours per week you think someone would need to put in, even if they were the, the, the operational manager? I would presume realistically, like if they got a house manager like we teach, they're probably looking at at most like three hours a week. At most. <laughs> I mean, where else are you get where where else are you gonna get a, a business like that, yeah, folks? I mean it's it's if you do the math after like your first or second year and you've got a number of different businesses and you're like, okay, dollar per hour, you're gonna be making more money dollar per hour off of this business than any other business you can imagine. Yeah. You're gonna be making you're gonna be making white shoe M and A lawyer money per hour. You're gonna be making thousand fifteen hundred bucks a month. And folks, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. There's a lot of it doesn't sound appealing at first. Really, only to people that are like really have the drive to help out people in need are typically the people that even start to look into this. But then once, once you realize kind of the stuff that we just, we just covered, I mean, get in before every other real estate investor out there figures it out. So we'll wrap up the podcast now. Tiana will spend a couple minutes after the wrap up here to answer any questions you got so we can have that property stabilized here as soon as it's rehabbed. But folks, uh, if you're interested in learning more, if you're not, on our mailing list, go do that first. Grouphomeriches.com. Sign up for the free training material. Um, if it sounds like something you do want to do, join the gold course and start taking action just like Tiana did. So thank you for listening and we look forward to working with you.